0: Welcome to Antitrust Code by Concurrences. Concurrences is the leading antitrust database, with over 30,000 articles on competition law. Concurrences is also the largest network of antitrust experts, with lawyers, economists, enforcers and academics in 85 countries. By listening to this podcast, you will learn the fundamentals of competition law and hear about the latest antitrust news, thanks to our guests, the best experts in the antitrust world. Thank you very much uh, for the warm welcome. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, I'm very encouraged to see such a full room uh, on the discussion about how to use the foreign uh, subsidies tool. Actually, it's quite difficult to, to, to sort of uh, grasp what has happened since we tabled uh, this proposal. It is, uh, it is only two years ago and the world was different. Uh, the geopolitical situation, uh, internal, uh, international trade, global markets, of course, they were also challenging at the time. But it was a simpler world. At the time, the idea of the foreign subsidies regulation was to equip ourselves with a tool to fight unfair trading practices in the internal market. The purpose of the instrument is to correct an imbalance. While we scrutiny, scrutinize state date uh, within the European Union, well, subsidized, uh, subsidies granted by non-EU countries to companies doing business in Europe, well, they remained unchecked. The Foreign Subsidies Regulation was adopted to create a level playing field between companies who were, of course, subject to the state aid regime, and those that are not. And the point of of the EU state aid regime is, I hope, after all these many decades, uh, obvious. It is to create a level playing field so that member states do not distort it. And the aid is supposed to solve uh, market failures, in a system where the subsidies that are being handed out, they are transparent, they are controlled. So state aid control is not to prevent subsidies, it is to make sure that when they are there, we still have fair competition, we have the transparency, we have the control of what is going on. And the foreign subsidies regulations aim to preserve this level playing field, also when it comes to subsidies Granted by non-EU countries, because they will, of course, even if granted by a non-EU countries, potentially benefit companies doing business here. And like our state aid rules, the foreign subsidies regulations requires a degree of transparency, a degree of control, and if necessary, as it was just said by Salomé, thank you for an excellent overview. It allows us to act. Act so that we can prevent unfair advantages uh, to distort competition on the European market as a result of subsidies being handed out in a third jurisdiction. Evidently, foreign subsidies, well, they are not new. It's not a thing that all of a sudden occurred and we saw it. But the thing is that Foreign subsidies, well, they can be beneficials. Companies that are uh, subsidies sub, that, that are supported at home, well, they can deliver services, goods within the European Union at lower costs than others. And the thing is, of course, that this comes about because taxpayers in another jurisdiction, well, they pick up part of the cost to the detriment of the companies who do not have that feature. But even though it's not new, I think in recent years it has gained so much more prominence as a policy tool around the world, sometimes actually to gain a market position. The policy choice that led to the adoption of the foreign subsidies regulation was that whatever benefits uh, foreign subsidies bring, it should not come at the expense of the internal market. Because there was a consideration here. Was it a good thing that you could get things a bit cheaper because someone else picked up the cost? Or was it too unfair to the businesses who came competing on their merits? And I think we ended the right place because the internal market probably the greatest assets of the European Union that fosters prosperity and welfare to businesses and consumers across the Union if it remains competitive but the internal market ceases to be truly open it stops being competitive where European companies are losing their ability to compete and that is when foreign subsidies distort the conditions of competition now the last couple of years the pandemic russia's war of aggression against ukraine raising inflation the energy crisis has rapidly led to a situation where domestic industries are increasingly subsidized And we, within the union, we are also temporarily adapting our own state rules. We do it in a targeted fashion to enable member states to support the green transition in Europe. But we do it as well as others. The point, again, is, of course, to preserve the level playing field while doing it, but to give a boost to a transition that may otherwise be paused, or the acceleration stopped. Realizing, of course, that it is only a boost, because real competitiveness is not built on subsidies. But all of this being said, in this situation that we're in right now, what does these changes mean for the enforcement of the foreign subsidies regulation? Because one thing is tabling a proposal, passing it with the co-legislators in record time. Here we have changed perceptions. We have changed the law and the body of law, but we have not changed the reality on ground. Everything hinges on the enforcement. Well, first, if anything, the instrument is even more timely now than it was two years ago. The increasing prominence of subsidies, well, that further enhances the importance of the foreign subsidies regulation. It means that we have a fair chance of preserving the level playing field of the single market. Second, mindful of the fact that we're also uh, considering enable more aid at home. Of course, we have an obligation to be fair when we enforce the regulation. But the tool was well designed, and I think it is calibrated to allow for a balanced enforcement. As it was said when we were all welcomed here, uh, the regulation becomes applicable as from the 12th of July. That's only four months from now. So if I lose you a bit, I think it's only because you're you know, actively uh, texting uh, Comp in order to have a last-minute say on how the regulation should look, because this is the deadline. This is today. Um, and, and it would be important if you have, you know, something to say, because we are, uh, you know, spending considerable effort in preparing ourselves for the enforcement both the implementing rules, the notification forms, and as said, obviously, we consult on this. We ask, what will work? So the focus right now is on the procedural aspects of the regulation. How to make it work on a day-to-day basis. What to think about if you're a business that wants to merge with someone else. This is important because the regulation essentially relies on two regimes to prevent the distortion of competition by foreign subsidies. First, of course, the prior notification um, for subsidies above a certain threshold if there is a concentration, a merger, an acquisition, or if it's a public procurement procedure. So notify that you come with subsidies uh, on your books. Second part is the ex officio regime, under which we can investigate subsidies in situations other than mergers and public or public procurement. And of course, if we get a suspicion and there has been no notification, of course we can investigate that as well. And the procedural work is is necessary, but of course it's only preparing us for the substantial work ahead. And I would have uh, two remarks on this. First, the regulation embodies a balanced and non-discriminatory legal framework. So our task is to figure out, well, how to balance the negative effects of a foreign subsidy in terms of distortion in the internal market against its positive effects. So it's a trade-off. I think I've already alluded to the benefits of foreign subsidies, including that they can help develop the subsidized uh, activity in our single market. So the regulation recognizes that activities can contribute to relevant policy objectives that we have in the Union. Can be environmental protection, the development of social standards, the promotion of research and development uh, in the European Union, all of which We can take into consideration in the balancing uh, test or exercise. On the other hand, the negative effects of a subsidy is the possible distortion of competition that it may cause. And the concept of distortion is not defined in the regulation, nor is it presumed, which means that we will have to prove it when we think that it's there. And this will certainly be at the core of future enforcement. That work to prove if there is a distortion or not. The regulation points to situations that are likely to to, uh, lead to distortions. It can be subsidies that directly facilitate acquisitions. It can be submission of an unduly adventurous uh, tender in a public procurement process. It can be unlimited guarantees or it can be subsidies to an ailing company without a restructuring plan. One thing is is important to me, and that is the fact that we intend to focus on major distortions. It's a priority in the implementation that we uh, ensure that the compliance burden, in particular on smaller uh, entities, is kept as low as possible. The Foreign Subsidies Regulation is a net that is designed to catch the big fish. Those who have sufficient teeth to pose a real threat as to what we want to do. And one way uh, to achieve this, of course, is to focus on large transactions. And this is already reflected in the thresholds that are set for notification. Finally, the balancing test, a both common and novel to us. We are enforcers, we have the practical experience of doing work over decades. So it's common in the sense that certain competition instruments they already rely on a balancing test. Think of the balancing of adverse uh, and pro-competitive effects in merger control, or under Article 101. But the trademark under this regulation is another. It has a novel nature because it confronts distortions of the internal market to the advancement of other policy, public policy objectives. So it's not the same balancing test. And this is, to a degree, uncharted territory but it's a necessary course in the global context that we're in. And, of course, we have to be able to tell the difference between subsidies to companies that are active in the European Union, which, on balance, promote beneficial policies and those that instead predominantly give unfair economic firepower to capture uh, market shares. My second remark uh, on the enforcement is that the regulation is only one of several legal instruments promoting fair international trade. This tool addresses the EU-specific problem of distortions within the single market. It applies to subsidies granted uh, to companies active in an economic activity in the single market. And it closes a regulatory gap in this matter. Other tools, well, they apply to subsidies paid on foreign markets for goods that then are exported to the European Union. Of course, subsidies on imported goods, they are a serious issue as well. The Foreign Subsidies Regulation, well, this tool has been designed to fit exactly with our international obligations. These obligations include the World Trade Organization's agreement on subsidies and countervailing measures. That is the one that covers subsidies to manufacturers, production, or export of goods. And subsidies that falls under that tool, well, they will not be covered by the Foreign Subsidies Regulation. As regard to next steps, you should finalize your text messaging to comp. <laughs> it will close today the consultation and obviously we will very carefully review the feedback and make the necessary changes uh, if they are needed. And then of course we will publish the implementing regulation in time for its application deadline in July. And when we set off to uh, enforce it, we have two priorities uh, in mind. First, as said, we will seek to reduce the red tape to a minimum and to streamline procedures. So that should be, you know, top of your text. This is the way to do this in a simple manner. We've also heard the call already to clarify certain concepts, concepts of regulation. How will we determine the existence of a distortion? What does the balancing test entail? What would our priorities be under the ex officio powers of investigation? These are crucial questions. The thing is that by large, they are a matter of decisional practice. We will not be able to answer everything up front. But, of course, we have taken the obligation to provide clarity and guidance as soon as possible. So when we have gathered some experience, although several concepts like financial contributions and concentrations, they already exist and they are borrowed from the state aid rules and from the merger rules. As that's said, we cannot answer every question up front today but we can ask, answer them as fast as possible. So we will clarify certain concepts, like the criteria for determining uh, a distortion, the balancing test, and we will do that in one year uh, from the start of the application. And within three years of the entry into force, the commission will issue guidance based on the case practice. In closing, I would say just two things. First, let me underline that this is all about our single market. This is a context in which one should see the regulation. And I also hope that it is clear that the tool is there to preserve our openness, to make sure that we are open. We welcome businesses. Europe is open for business. This is to make sure that there is fairness in that openness. Because the thing is that unfair distortions, well, they are destructive. Because they make you suspicious. They make you not want to trust what is ongoing around you. They make you doubt that you could compete on your merits, on your business idea, on your work ethics, on the capital, on the people you have on board. And that is what builds competitiveness. Competitiveness. Because although subsidies may seem to be attractive in the short run, because there are short-term benefits, they do not promote our long-term growth uh, and competitiveness. So the role of the regulation is to ensure fairness across the board, fairness towards foreign subsidies in a legal system that is consistent with the rule that we impose on ourselves under state aid control. So fairness is also embedded in the new rules in the form of this, I think, constructive balancing test that will secure duly justified subsidies. Second, this is new. It's a global first. So I think... Realistically, there may be a hiccup or two under the way, but we are determined to make the most of this tool in order to encourage everyone to compete on the merits. And making the most of it, of course, also includes handling notifications as well as pursuing cases on our own initiative to make sure that there is a strong incentive to get the notifications right. But like with any regulatory instrument, the most successful kind of implementation is when we can achieve the maximum degree of compliance ex ante. That we do not have to do a lot of ex officio cases. That we do not have to do a lot of redressive measures. Of course, in a matter of these kind of subsidies, information can be very sparse. It can be asymmetrical. And we will achieve an an efficient enforcement if companies play by the book, provide the required transparency on financial support that they receive from other states than those that are here within the European Union. Thank you very much. you listened to an episode of antitrust code by concurrences if you want to read more about this topic check the concurrences website where you can find all relevant articles follow us on twitter at competition and join the concurrences group on linkedin to receive updates on our next podcast